When Things Just Aren't Going Your Way, episode 135. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, Introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, Moshe Amsel. And today I wanted to bring a topic that is relevant because I just experienced it. And uh, I know that I've experienced it a few times, and you may be experiencing the same thing yourself. And I wanted to share with you what I do to address it that I think would be helpful for you so that when you experience it, you can take some of these ideas, pointers, tips to address it yourself. What am I talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is low energy, low vibration, decreased vibration, um, without getting too woo on you, there are, we, just like seasons um, come and go, we get spring, summer, fall, winter, we, our bodies have seasons as well. And, um, and I'm not going to go into the whole cycle you know, a woman's cycle is 28 days, a man's cycle is 24 hours. Um, there's all kinds of science and research around that. But cycle cycles aside, we go through a ebb and, and flow with our emotions, with our work, with our level of excitement and our level of the, the level of enthusiasm that we approach our work with. And it's important to recognize where we are at in that enthusiasm level, where are we at in that environment so that we can give ourselves the space necessary to do what needs to be done. Think of the ocean, the tide coming in, the tide going out. It kind of needs to happen, right? The, 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 the tide has to rise in order for the tide to fall. And you need to allow yourself to have these low moments of energy so that you can have the high moments of energy as well. Now, what happened, what I find is that when you're in a decreased energy state, often signs and symptoms show up around your life that are results of that low energy state and you don't even realize it. There's a correlation between um, disputes or fights that you have with your significant other. There is a correlation between how snappy you are with your kids. There's a correlation between decreased sales, decreased leads, decreased money in the bank account. And all of these things, if you start to notice, start to look at 
these situations, you will start to see the correlation. Now, the reason you probably didn't see the correlation before is because when you had money problems, you automatically assumed that your decreased energy state at work was a cause, was an effect of the money problems. In other words, the money problem came first, and then because of it, I got dejected, I got depressed, I, you know, I, I didn't see a way out, and suddenly I felt like this impending doom and went into this deep, depressed state. But if we really think about it, we really look at our situation, most probably there was a declining energy state leading up to that that caused the financial issue, which then just further exacerbated the state you were in. And you can look at anything. Financial is one symptom. You can look at short and snappiness with family members. You can look at tolerance of of employees or coworkers or other vendors uh, or clients. Uh, You can look at all these different things where your emotions are tied to the situation and you will see that you've been making the assumption that your decreased energy state at work is a result of your experience with that other party, not that your experience with that other party was a result of your decreased energy state. And once you recognize that it's the reverse, that it's the other way around, that's when you can start to, to actually do something to reverse the effects. Now, I said in the beginning that it's a natural byproduct of how we are, that we have to have highs and lows, we have to have ebbs and flows, and that's true. But it doesn't mean that we can't build a dam. It doesn't mean that we can't reverse this, that we can't make it less of a dip by doing something to get out of the funk, to get re-energized, to uh, reinvigorate yourself. And I want to share with you five things that I do to help me when I'm in a decreased energy state to get out of that decreased energy state and back into action mode, back into inspired mode. And here it is. So first of all, the first thing that I do when I start to notice that this is happening is I get a good night's sleep. Now, I'm one of those people that operates on four hours of sleep. As a matter of fact, it happens to be, and I've been pretty good with getting ahead of myself with the podcast, but it so happens to be that I am recording this. It's now 1.17 a.m., on September 22nd. Like you're going to be listening to this a few hours after I recorded it and I will have gone to sleep at two in the morning and slept for maybe four hours before I got up at six, right? I need a minimum of four hours to be fully productive the next day and I don't usually get more than six hours a night and I know it's not healthy, but it's kind of the way I'm genetically wired. I, you know, my great grandfather uh, used to say, um, why sleep now? I'll have plenty of time to sleep when I'm six feet in the ground. And that's kind of the, the, the mentality that he had is kind of the way that I, that I am wired. My mother stays up. I mean, she's busy to, to late, late at night, not working. She's just busy, you know, futzing around the house, whatever she's doing. And I've got those genes. So, 
My wife, on the other hand, can't, I mean, she needs a minimum of eight hours, probably nine hours of sleep to function properly. And, you know, she passes out early and sleeps a full night. Um, I don't understand it, but hey, you know, different people are wired different ways. But what I do notice is that when I'm in a low energy state, getting a solid seven, eight hours of sleep um, really helps me with getting, getting to the point where I could hit the reset switch. And you'll see what the next steps are when I share steps two, three, four, and five with you. I actually don't have a clear enough head and I don't have the ability to push everything else aside to do the other things if I don't get one to three nights of good sleep. So usually one night is good enough. Sometimes I'll have to go a second or a third night before I can overcome it. So getting a good night's sleep is is step number one. Step number two is I reflect on what my goals are and I get re-inspired to my goals. Before I can do anything that's going to move the needle forward in my business, I need to remind myself, what is it that I'm after? You know, if I'm working towards um, a larger home or if I'm working towards uh, a new car or if I'm working, you know, you should have a vision board, a dream board of something that you're working towards with the next level of success of your of your business. And I want to get reacquainted with that. And I'm not talking about my big picture mission. Yes, I do want to help people uh, create generational wealth so that this and future generations can lead a better life. Absolutely. But that's not what's going to reinvigorate, re-inspire me. It's going to be something that is shorter, more reachable, more attainable, more tangible that I can look at and say, oh, yes, that's what I was striving for. I don't feel like I'm making progress towards that right now. So let me get back on the horse. Let me get back and and figure out why um, I slowed down and and I'm not moving closer to that goal that I wanted to achieve. That's step number two. Step number three is once I've gotten excited again about the possibilities that I could create in my business, then I go back to my financial plan. And if you're thinking, well, hold on a second, I don't have a financial plan. Well, that could be part of the problem. But if you ever want to achieve your goal, you you need to have a plan of how you're going to get there. And I've found that going back to my financial plan and working through the numbers again to make it all work and see and see how I can do it really helps inspire me to to get excited again about the next project and the next thing we're doing and the reason for that the reason why that happens is because when you put it on paper it is so much easier than you make it out to be in your head we put all of the the work that we need to do on such a pedestal that we make it difficult just by putting it up there. And when you go back to the drawing board and you put it on paper and you say, wow, I need to bring in $50,000 a month into my practice and we charge $5,000 a client or we have, you know, bill $5,000 a client. That just means I need to bring in 10 clients a month. And if I've got my marketing in, in, in sync and I've got everything set up, then that should be doable. I can, you know, I can do that. I can achieve that. So when you put those numbers out there in the plan, 
it suddenly starts that the pieces start to fall into place, things start to click, and you start to get excited again because it starts to feel tangible, starts to feel attainable. So we started with getting some sleep. Get sleep because you need to create space to be able to focus on these things. These are things that we don't naturally do. These are things that we don't um, do when we're tired, when we're when our energy is low. So you have to get yourself to the point where you can reignite the spark. And that happens by reflecting on your goals, reviewing your financial plan. The last two things that I do have absolutely nothing to do with my business, but they deeply, deeply affect my productivity at a very core level. And number four is eating healthy. I have I find a direct correlation between a decreased energy state and when I've gone completely off the wagon with my eating. And when I say completely off the wagon with my eating, I'm referring to the fact that I am not intentional with eating at frequent periods of time, and I'm not intentional with choosing healthy foods during those times. So what happens is I allow too much time to go by without eating, then I'm really hungry, and then I'm looking for something that is going to satiate me immediately, and I'm looking to cookies, crackers, snacks, breads, things like that, that I know I should be staying away from, and I'm eating that stuff, and it's not making me feel any better, and it's just weighing me down, slowing me down, and just making me more tired and less energetic. And it just feeds on itself. It's a vicious cycle. And if I don't break that cycle, then I end up just getting deeper and deeper into that state that I'm in. And then the final thing, number five, is yes, you guessed it, exercise. Exercise has a very interesting thing. And I, I don't mean that you need to exercise to the point where you're trying to like develop more muscle mass or anything like that or trying to burn fat. Exercise is just getting out there and moving, it could be in there or out there, right? I have the Peloton in my office. I like to go outside and, and, and bike on the street. I like to run. Um, this past weekend, um, we went hiking with the kids, which was really nice. Um, but just getting fresh air and moving outside, and if you can't do it outside, then inside, moving your body does an amazing thing. What happens is that when you start to exercise, your body starts to release endorphins, which opens up, and I'm not, I'm not going to go into the scientific part of this because I actually don't know it well enough to be able to articulate it here on the podcast, but what happens is, is that it starts to um, increase the blood flow in our body, which increases oxygen to the cells, and you start to just open up, and you start to feel like a different person. Now start imagining you're well-rested, you're eating healthy, you're exercising, you are now a machine that can conquer the world. And I know it, I laid it out in five steps, and this is going to be like a short 15, 20-minute podcast, right? Um, And I made it sound so easy, and I know it's not easy. I know that there's a reason that you're in the state that you're in. Circumstances around you have dictated where you're going to be right now. You're waking up late. You're going to sleep late. You're waking up late. You're exhausted. Your kids are waking you up. You're running to get them off to school. Then you're running to get your, or even to do virtual learning in your house. Then you're running to, to, to get that first, you know, that first booked 
thing on your calendar that you need to be at. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't eat breakfast. Uh, then you try to squeeze breakfast in after the first call, but you didn't make it. The second call started. You had to go to the bathroom. That came first. You know, now you're, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're first putting the first morsel of food into your mouth. And of course you didn't exercise yet. Um, by the time that you get to the end of the day, you're famished, you get home, you're eating everything in sight, you get the kids to bed, now you're exhausted. You're not going to exercise now, you're too tired. So this cycle self-perpetuates and just continues to build on itself until you break it. And the only way to break it is to be intentional about doing that, is to just say, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to go to bed tonight at 9 o'clock. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up at 5 I'm going to exercise, I'm going to eat breakfast, I'm going to start my day right. And all it takes is one good night of sleep to be able to get back into a healthy cycle. Now, you might go to bed at 9 o'clock and sleep till 8 and say, oh my gosh, I slept 11 hours, I was exhausted, I, I needed the sleep. You try again the next night. Well, hopefully you can start to get your eating habits back on track anyway. But if the cycle continues to perpetuate, at least you got the sleep in. Now try again. Not go to sleep at 9 o'clock. Try to wake up at 5 o'clock. And this is just an example. Your hours might be different for what works for you. Um, everybody's kids wake up at a different time. Uh, you know, you're, you, you get tired at a different time. So maybe somebody needs to go to bed at 8 and wake up at 4. Go to bed at 8 and wake up at 6. Whatever you need for yourself, whatever your body needs, you, you need to be in tune with that. I need to know what that is. For me, going to bed at nine, waking up at five or six the next morning is pretty much what does it every time. But the key is to recognize that you're in that state to begin with. So uh, a little bit of a different kind of episode, but I thought that this would be helpful to share with you. And I hope that... Uh, you can, if you're, if you happen to be in a low energy state right now, I hope that you can take this to heart, listen to it and do something with it. Make that change. See if these five steps work for you. I'd love to hear back and know how that worked. So we have a, uh, I think that this Thursday we're going to be doing a replay of one of our sessions from the Law Firm Growth Summit from December of 2019. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And I will see you again, or you'll have me in your ears again uh, next Tuesday. That uh, ep The repeat episode from the Law Firm Growth Summit will get released on Thursday, and then I'll be back with a solo episode next Tuesday. If you are enjoying the show, if this is your first time here, hit that subscribe button and make sure that you have us tuned in on your podcast player so that you get notified next time that our, we release an episode. And for those of you who have been here, episode after episode. I appreciate you. I adore my fans and I hope that you are getting into the groove of things here in September. I know that for us, our kids went to, we have them in a, in a daycare uh, pre-K program and um, it's just been a breath of fresh air to be able to get them to school. Um, it's great for them and it's also good for us to not have them underfoot. Six months was long enough. So I'm glad that we have that opportunity, but I know that many of you do not. Many of you have your kids at home and, um, if there's anything that we can do here to help make your lives easier, let us know what that is. Bring you the right guests, bring you the right trainings, 
um, anything at all, just let us know. That's it, folks. Take care. Have a great day. That's it for this week's episode of Profit With Law. If you have enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with at least one person. Imagine how many lives we can change if we each shared this episode. Another way to share the episode is on social media. We appreciate your support and look forward to you joining us again next week.